Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President Stacy Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacy's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. And now, it's time for a Deep South legend that's been keeping it real here in Atlanta for over two decades. It's the Buck Baloo Show, only on The Fan. Go time on this Friday morning. So glad you're tuning in. Buck Baloo Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. Streaming at 680thefan.com. You can click and watch when we're in studio, and most of the time I'm in the studio. Get that fan mobile app, man. Crystal clear regardless of where you're at. Listen anywhere, anytime. And if you miss the show between 10 and 11, check out the show podcast on that fan mobile app. Driven by Beaver Toyota of Coming. Beaver Direct, fastest and easiest way to shop online for your next vehicle. Let them wow you wow. up there and coming. And I'm playing hurt today, man. I got some back spasms going on. Dating back to the football days. Don't want to call anybody out, but we had an offensive lineman miss a edge rusher. And, and you're still paying for it? Yeah, I'm still paying. Oh, man. It. Two, three times a year spasms up and then a couple of days later i'll be fine yeah we're gonna we're gonna bring you in a lazy boy or something get you through the rest well, of the I used show to have the inversion boots hang, oh yeah hang okay. upside down for the i gotta get some more of those but uh if you notice well blue doesn't sound like he's having fun today that's why playing her that's our boy yeah. buck blue all right let's get to the big take bucks big take Stegman Coliseum closed, so we got more bad news out of Athens and UGA. Chip Towers of the AJC reporting that pieces of concrete, uh, the concrete ceiling, are falling inside the 60-year-old facility. Thank goodness nobody was in there. Tonight's gymnastics meet between Georgia and Arkansas, that's been moved to Gas South Arena in Duluth over there at Sugarloaf. Now, several other events have been canceled. Stegman was built back in 1963 and is still standing, but sounds like it's fallen apart. Since 2009, Georgia has invested over $20 million renovating the old Coliseum. Now, if you're wondering about basketball right now, well, the Lady Bulldogs are in the SEC tournament in Greenville, South Carolina, and then they're off to the NCAA tournament, so... And they won in advance last night, beating Auburn in the SEC tournament, yeah, by the way. Yeah, good for the Lady Dogs. I'm just glad they didn't have a home game going on. And then the men's final home game was this past Tuesday. Road Dog, you were there for that. Don't remind me about it. They'll be up in Nashville for the SEC tournament, and their season will be coming to a close. And if you're wondering why has Georgia, the University of Georgia, stuck with Stag? So the Stegman Coliseum all these years, again, built in 63, opened in 64. Well, it's because of the enormous investment it would take, especially right now, to tear that thing down and then build another facility. We're talking about hundreds of millions of dollars, which I'm assuming Georgia has, uh, you know, some deep pockets right now coming off those two national championships in football. But this would be an enormous investment. Uh, just reading some of the 
Some of the takes out there uh, on Twitter, tear down Stegman, build some ridiculously cool state-of-the-art venue in the heart of downtown Athens and revolutionize Georgia basketball forever. Unfortunately, that will likely never happen. But what a dream it would be. Logan Booker. That would be what we need right now. If it's going to happen, this is the opportunity for it. They could say it's uh, falling apart, say it's whether it was or not, say it's condemned, tear it down, and build something new. Uh, On the same spot? Yeah, sure. Why not? I think well, so. Well, I'd say we need some parking over there in Athens. Let's make that a parking lot and build on another piece of property. I think they like that spot where it is. So I think that if you're going to do that, you're going to build on the same spot. There's plenty of parking for the uh, Oh, yeah, there's games. plenty of parking. I never right. have any problem. I just I pull up right in, up into the garage. Yeah, you've got a parking media credential. I'm parking in somebody's backyard. And if they're building, if they want to build the, the Coliseum or Arena, whatever it'll be, in the same spot, that means at least a year or two of playing off-site, right? Yeah, that they've looked at that too in contingency plans. There's a there is a facility in Athens that could potentially host basketball games and gymnastics meet. And of course, what gymnastics is doing right now, they're going to Gas South. So that was also on the table. But I think that would be the latter of the two. Yeah, back in '63, it cost 4.2 million dollars to build. Now the conversion in 2021 dollars, 36.7 million dollars. Now, you toss in tearing it down, getting rid of the concrete, uh, that's going to be a tremendous expense. And then now with the COVID, post-COVID situation, that price tag of $36.7 million, that thing's probably tripled. Buck, is this why I always heard it called the Stegosaurus? A little outdated. Well, they put some makeup on the pig. Yeah, we were just talking about that. After all these renovations and major money put into it, they... Yeah, put that glass around it. I don't know. They didn't do much for the actual structure itself, it sounds like. Yeah, so that's uh, the big news coming out of Athens today. A lot of news coming out of Athens here recently. My goodness. Count on something almost every day. All right, I want to talk about Lamar Jackson here in this first segment. What in the world has Todd Monken gotten himself into up in Baltimore? The Ravens right now appear to be a hot mess. Their general manager at the Combine, Eric DaCosta, has spent about two years attempting to lowball Lamar Jackson in contract extension talks. And Lamar obviously wants no part of it. Meanwhile, DaCosta is busy throwing shade at his wide receivers at the Combine, doing an interview, and he was employing one of the worst offensive coordinators in the league in Greg Roman. Now, they finally fired him. And if you're saying, Blue, what do you know about Greg Roman? I would just refer you to Hollywood Brown or Rashad Bateman and let them tell you what they think about Greg Roman and the job he was doing. Lamar would probably tell you, too. And then I see where pro football focus, they graded out the NFL 32 teams, graded out the strength and conditioning programs with every one of the NFL teams. And do you know Baltimore finished last? They gave them an F-minus grade. I give that pick an F. And again, I think the uh, receivers, uh, Rashad Bateman, I think, agrees with that assessment. And this week, the Ravens sat down and interviewed Florida quarterback Anthony Richardson at the Combine and reportedly left very impressed. Due diligence or prepping for a quarterback change, I wonder. NFL franchise tag deadline coming up next Tuesday. So it's rapidly approaching. Word on the street is the Ravens and Lamar Jackson are $100 million apart in contract talks. Now the tea leaves. Love reading the tea leaves. The Ravens are about to hit Lamar with a non-exclusive tag, leaving him available to sign elsewhere, like Atlanta, and positioning the Ravens to receive two first-round picks at a minimum in return. Folks, Lamar ain't going back to Baltimore. 
Harbaugh knows it. DaCosta knows it. And Munkin knows it. Now, he should ask before he signed that contract. And Todd Monken might very well be left to try and coach up a new quarterback like Anthony Richardson, who only completed 53% of his passes last season at Florida. Couldn't hit the broad side of the barn half the time. It looks like a mess in Baltimore. Lamar Jackson, be smart to get on out of there. As we wait on the Ravens to throw that tag on him. And I'm just going to guess it's going to be the non-exclusive tag. They'll part ways with him, take a quarterback, maybe it's Anthony Richardson, and then move in a different direction. Lamar's still waiting for a competent wide receiver. I was reading yesterday. (laughs) They they have not drafted a Pro Bowl wide receiver in Baltimore since the franchise moved there. Now you're throwing shade on these guys. Hey, I'm not throwing it on Rashad Bateman and Hollywood Brown. I'm throwing it on the GM. Well, no, they and drafted Hollywood Brown to be a big-time player. They drafted and then Rashad they got, Bateman to be a, a big-time player. But they were in, in an offense that didn't allow the receiver to show off their skill set. Everything runs through Mark Andrews. In that and moment. they were in a strength and conditioning program that were breaking down these wide receivers. It was anti-receivers in Baltimore. You could have brought in Calvin Johnson, and he would have failed in Baltimore. <laughs> So I'm just uh, reading the tea leaves, thinking the Falcons are going to be in on this Lamar Jackson thing. And that would be a tremendous boost here in Atlanta. Boy, the fan base would be on fire. They'd forget about Desmond Ritter in the snap of your fingers. And you're comfortable with the price it's going to take, not just the actual dollars, but the draft Dude, compensation, we, compensation? We got all kind of money. Yeah? Don't have that many draft picks, though. We got all kind of money. Yeah, I'm comfortable with it. All right. You know why? Because as a Falcons fan, I want to win. I want to win. We've had five consecutive years of losing. Five. We got money to spend. Let's go out and get some players. I'm tired of losing. Tired of seeing my NFL team go down every Sunday. Five years in a row. I don't want to hear about hope. I want to see about action. That's what I want to see. Get a legitimate quarterback in here. And that's not Desmond Ritter after the four games I saw. Speaking of the Falcons, we're coming back on the other side. Going to talk about what the Falcons have been up to at the Combine and uh, talk about Nolan Smith. Breakout performance in the Underwear Olympics. We'll break it down next. It's the Buck Baloo Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Got the Blue Show on the fans, 680 and 93.7, Monday through Friday, 10 to 11. On Atlanta Sports Station. Live from the Battery Atlanta. 
Another rainy day in Atlanta. And I'm hurting. Had to lay down between segments there. Sitting uh, makes it worse. Just the spasms. We're going to talk to the uh, training staff to talk about it, getting a cortisone shot, get you through this last couple of segments here, Buck. Yeah, I'm not taking that. It'll all shake out. Plus, we got Falcons to talk about, man. The Dirty Birds are in our blood. And guys like Buck know what's happening in the huddle. Let's dive into Falcons football on the fan. Well, it turns out the Ravens, not the only ones interviewing Florida quarterback Anthony Richardson. Our Atlanta Falcons sat down with Richardson. Had a little meeting with him. A lot of these teams are... uh, I really think the meetings probably most uh, that the meetings and the medicals getting examined by the doctors. That would be the most important things going on at the combine. You get to know somebody, look them in the eye, see what the personality's like. Learn more about them, ask them some questions that you're wondering about. See what the response is, how they handle themselves. Very important, these meetings. Then they ask these quarterbacks to get up and get on the dry erase board, drop some plays, talk them through the plays. Falcons meeting with Anthony Richardson. I guess due diligence here because it makes absolutely no sense to have a rookie quarterback and a second-year quarterback on your ball team. No sense at all. So I'm assuming Fontenot just doing due diligence. They're not taking Anthony Richardson at at eight. And he's not going to be there in the second round. Too many desperate teams looking for quarterbacks in the National Football League. So the uh, the Falcons have been busy, man. Talking to people. Checking out these prospects. And today they're going to be busy, too. There's going to be a focus on cornerbacks and safeties today. And that would be a need for the Falcons. Both of those position groups need positions for the Falcons. Got to find a corner to put opposite of A.J. Terrell. Spoke about this earlier this week. At eight in the first round, the Falcons would have an opportunity, it appears, to take the number one rated cornerback in the draft. Now you got A.J. Terrell. And a big-timer out wide matching up against these talented NFL wide receivers. And then safety appears to be a need for them. Got Richie Grant, and he's hit the ground pretty slow here the first couple of years. I like Richie Grant, but I think there's another safety spot you're keeping an eye on there. So that's what the Falcons are going to be focused on today, cornerbacks and safeties. Now, SI.com, I was reading, listed 10 Falcons interviews that they've had this week. Eight of those 10 interviews were with defensive backs, if that tells you anything. And it should. The kid from TCU, Travius Hodges Tomlinson, they sat down with him. And apparently Fontenot is obsessed with the nickel cornerback spot. So that's what the Falcons are up to there today. Checking out the DBs. Let's transition into the NFL Combine uh, talk going on with outside the Falcons. And how about Nolan Smith, the talk of the coffee shop today on the way down? I was hoping there was a chiropractor there, but no, nobody... No chiropractors there. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, yeah he's not in studio. Yeah, he's been out of it for a while. You don't, you, you can't trust that training anymore. You can trust Nolan Smith, though. Underwear Olympics. Nolan Smith, the talk of the combine last night, laid down a four three nine forty, faster than say uh, Saquon Barkley, a running back in the National Football League. He's the first player since 2003 that weighed 238 pounds or more and ran a sub fofo 40 and then had a vertical over 40. So Nolan's showing out, man. 
And I was sampling some of the other radio stations, both locally, regionally, and nationally, coming down, sitting in traffic this morning. And I have to say, I heard some borderline ignorant comments. Like the Falcons taking Nolan Smith at eight in the first round. Because he ran a, a sub four four forty. I mean, this isn't track. This is football. Six two two thirty eight sounds like Vic Beasley. So the Falcons probably a little gun shy with the undersized edge rusher. I'm just saying. And you plug in the tape, and you see Nolan Smith, I believe, had three sacks last season. Three. Now, you take Nolan Smith with your first-round pick, and he goes out and has three sacks. You're going to hear some screaming and hollering going on. I'm talking about any NFL team. We took this guy in the first round. He had three sacks this season. And do I need to remind you that the Falcons have never, ever taken a Georgia player with a first-round pick in the draft. Never, ever. It's never happened, and it won't happen this year. They're not taking Nolan Smith with the eighth pick of the first round. They've been in business over 50 years, never taken a Georgia player number one. Some of the things you hear on these, some of these sports talk radio shows, you just have to roll your eyes. I know I do. But uh, I tell you what, Nolan Smith checks all the other boxes. Great character. Tremendous leader. I mean, he's the guy I'd love to have on my football team. But not sure I want my professional team taking him in the first round of the draft. I mean, he's going to be an outside linebacker. Is he going to cover? I mean, this is the National Football League we're talking about. You're playing outside linebacker. You're going to have to cover a little bit. Will Anderson Jr. Uh, last night, I believe he's the top-rated player in the draft, in my opinion. 6'3 and a half, 253 pounds is what he measured in that. Ran a 4'6 40. Now, do you downgrade him because he ran a 4'6? Well, no. When's the last time it really factored in with a defensive end, outside linebacker running a 40-yard dash? Come on, this again, it's not track, it's football. I don't believe Will Anderson's going to drop because of it. And Brian Bracey looked good. The Clemson defensive tackle, 6'5 and a half, 298 pounds. Now there's a guy I'd be interested in as far as the Falcons are concerned. Got to get a big, another big body that can play the game next to Grady Jarrett on the interior defensive line. Come on, man. Keep an eye on Breesey. He looks like a first-round pick. And that's some of the uh, highlights coming out of the combine here in this neck of the woods. Yeah, I think most of these drills that we're seeing uh, mean absolutely nothing as far as football goes. That's why I was calling it the Underwear Olympics. Like uh, Dan Campbell with the head coach of the Detroit Lions uh, stepped up and said, look, these now Dan Campbell, he is an old school football coach, man. And so he's one of these guys that I, I tend to agree with this, this combine thing. I know there's a lot of uh, attention and money being invested into the combine, a lot of energy into the combine, but does it really help you find the best football players? I would say the answer to that is probably no. I mean, it's a good show, and I couldn't pull myself away from it yesterday afternoon into the evening. But, uh, you know, a guy like Campbell recognizes the fact that it's the Underwear Olympics. And I, uh, I would prefer to plug in the video and watch a guy, a prospect you're looking at, play the game of football. You know, I would love to see a combine where you would put the pads on and you'd have an offensive tackle blocking these edge rushers. And then you, maybe you 
you pay some guys to put on a uniform uh, at quarterback and stand back there and just get lit up when the offensive tackle gets beat. Now, you're going to learn something from that. I'm Running the 40-yard dash, you're not learning anything. Do we have the Campbell bite? Did you find that, DT? Dan Campbell, combine drills don't tell you much. Yet we make such a big deal out of it. And we're going live TV all the way through the weekend on these things. I saw the defensive tackles yesterday. They had them up jumping over the bags and running around some agility drills. And then they were actually throwing them the football. And like one out of the ten, one out of the ten would catch. Why are they throwing the defensive tackle the football? It's just absolutely absurd. Let's hear from the Lions head coach. To me, it's more, at this point, just to be able to sit with these guys. You know, obviously they get the medical during the week, but for us to be able to do these formal interviews or informal is, to me, the biggest part of all this. It's not even the working out portion. Like, to me, you grade them off the tape. You don't grade off somebody out here in pajamas running around on 40 with no defender around or offender. Um, But the meetings are great. You know, the meetings are really pivotal so all the other stuff whatever just tell me when to show up we'll get it done yeah there's the honest truth right there dan campbell telling you like it really is let's chop it up man talk a little break for the latest on the braves it's time to go chopping braves today in west palm beach i used to play some pro ball in the florida state league there in west palm beach that's where the astros are these days braves and astros today at 105 Braves actually spent the night last night in West Palm. But I uh, wanted to talk to you about the uh, the next star here in Atlanta sports. And I'm convinced the next big star in our town is the Braves center fielder Michael Harris II. Rookie of the year last season. Hit basically 300, 19 bombs, 20 stolen bases, and that was just a portion of the season that he ended up playing. This guy's on the fast track to stardom, and he's close to arriving. I'll let you know in a couple of months whether he's arrived or not. Kid out of Stockbridge High School, Braves took him in round three of the 2019 draft, and boys on the fast track. 2019 played 53 games in rookie ball 2020 didn't even play a game because of covid season got canceled 2021 went to spring training with the braves played at class a rome i'm sure those fans are entertained over there then 2022 last season spring training with the braves started the season at double a mississippi made the jump didn't even go to triple a straight to atlanta and won the rookie of the year In fact, he looked so good, Anthopolis locked him down with a big-money, long-term contract. And then coming into this season, do you take a look at uh, MLB Network? They've rated the top 100 players in 2023 in Major League Baseball. Michael Harris II rated out as number 53. 53! And next year, God willing, I'll be sitting here telling you how he is now one of the top 15 players in the game today. Ooh. Say that again, Buck. End of this year? Yeah, top 15 player in the big league. I love it. I mean, there's not much a young man can't do. Well, this guy's a difference maker, and I love difference makers. And when I mention the term difference maker, I'm talking about the difference between your team losing and your team winning. And I totally love the winning part. That losing thing's no fun at all for any of, anybody. You look at him, gold glove caliber center fielder. Now he just doesn't track down the ball. He's gonna run, he's gonna throw your butt out. You try to run on him. Hitting, I'm looking at him as he settles in, gets more comfortable in the league, gets to know the pitchers a little better, uh, continues to mature physically. I'm thinking 30-30 guy. I mean, this guy's 30 home runs, 30 stolen bases a a year. 
And then you got to love him. And one of the reasons why Anthopoulos locked him down already to this contract is because he's a great teammate. He fits the culture. He's not a drama queen. Don't want to mention any names. And you look at this top 100 list put out by MLB Network. Mike Trout, the top-rated center fielder in baseball, he uh, rates out number three on the list, number three. Byron Buxton, number 48 on the list. Springer was number 49 on the list. And then you had Harris at number 50, number 53. So Harris already the top-rated center fielder in the National League. And he hadn't even played a full season yet. Telling you, man. I saw some video, social media. DT, you'll respect this. He had a driver in his hand, teed it up, and hit it 350 yards. Then saw another piece of video of him dunking the basketball. Does any of that really shock you, though? I mean, he's a heck of an athletic guy. You know, with a hip turn, big, strong guy. I can see him pounding the driver. What can't this guy do? That's especially, you know, I'm not too worried about his golf game. But, yeah, as, as we talked about on the baseball field, there's, I mean, we, the cliche five-tool player. But I remember even talking about this with uh, Nick and Chris last season, right when he came up. He seems like, uh, you know, he's not the biggest guy, right? He plays center field. He's fast. So you think, oh, this is a slap hitter. We might put him at the top of the lineup, but he's probably going to end up, you know, middle, lower, lower third of the lineup. But, He's got plenty of power. Gets on base. Obviously plays a tremendous center field. And then, Buck, you mentioned just the winning, the intangibles. The guy's a winner. Well, yeah, great teammate. I mean, he's, what, six foot, 215 pounds Yeah, probably. so he'd be a big guy hanging around here. But, you know, when you see him on a Major League Baseball field, he doesn't stand out as being a, a, a large physical specimen. But Well, I look at him and say, this guy's built, man. Absolutely. I mean, he's, he's country strong, as we say here in the Deep South. Absolutely. So get ready, man. I mean, we're going to be watching... One of the top players in the game today for years to come, 21-year-old Michael Harris II, a star in the making. Awesome. Hey, want to invite you to check out my podcast, Bucks Beat. You can check that out at uh, The Podcast Park, brought to you by Associated Credit Union, Episode 82, talking Braves baseball with my man Dale Murphy. And we've got some other uh, great podcasts out there. Check those out. And uh Maybe you can enjoy that and learn some things along the way. It's time for the Bulldog Roundtable. We're going to talk to the Georgia Bulldog baseball coach. The fan is proud to be the official sports talk station of the dogs. And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Baloo. 25-20, far sideline, 15-10-5, get in there, touchdown! Bulldog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game. Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Joining me now on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line, Georgia baseball coach Scott Strickland. Coach, you got a big week coming up. Three-game series with the rival Georgia Tech today, Saturday, and Sunday. This is awesome for the fans of both programs. What about the players? How much do you think yeah, they no, enjoy it? Yeah, no question. They're fired up. I know our guys are fired up. I know uh, Tech is fired up, too. And, you know, three games in three days, three different venues – uh, it's, it's your in-state rival and a lot of emotion on both sides. So it should be a lot of fun. Coach, you guys you know, just really getting it started here. Uh, congratulations, though, starting your 10th season at UGA. Man, that is tremendous. What's been your first impression of this group? Well, offensively, we're swinging the bat really well. We're scoring about 11 runs a game. So you know, scoring's up in college baseball all over the place, but uh, we're no exception to that. Scoring a lot of runs in the middle of the order, really driving in a lot of guys, Parks Harbor, Connor Tate, Charlie Condon, those three guys in the middle have really produced offensively. And on the mound, we're starting to get healthy. We had two of our young, talented freshmen that were out with illnesses. They're back and uh, starting to see a little bit of depth uh, in our pitching staff. And, and Jaden Woods and Liam Sullivan, and Nolan Crisp, our weekend starters, they're kind of the key, and, and I think that's all around college baseball. you got good starting pitching, you're going to have success. Last weekend we saw what we expected out of those three guys and hopefully more to come like that. Talk to me about Jaden Woods and how far he's come there. 
Well, you know, he started out uh, his freshman year, his opening weekend, he started uh, first weekend and uh, right out of the gate and, and did fine, but it's been really explosive for us in the back end of the bullpen. It's, you know, 94, 95 left-handed fastball that really jumps on you. And, you know, the, the, the thing that's kind of held him back from being a starter was that secondary pitch the breaking pitch was just a little inconsistent and that's what's put him into the rotation is the breaking ball and and how advanced it's become so it's it's 94 to 96 with an exploding breaking ball he can throw a change up to left or to right-handed hitters and uh you know he just is a really good presence for us he brings a lot of excitement and enthusiasm out on the field and and uh, just a really high high talented kid and liam sullivan what, what can you tell us about him yeah, he's a little bit of the opposite of Jaden. It's it's more of a finesse pitcher. Jaden's the power guy, and, and Liam's the finesse guy. Now we say finesse, and it's still ninety one, ninety two, <laughs> but it's it's six foot six, uh, two hundred and forty pounds, and it's coming downhill from a high slot up to ninety two. But he can throw a change up and a breaking ball at any time, and and that's what makes him successful. He can throw that one zero change up or that two one breaking ball to keep hitters off balance and then he can throw that 92 mile hour fastball by you so true three pitch pitcher and he's more of a finesse guy and jane's more of the power guy coach in a minute sec play is going to get underway and the sec loaded again uh this this league uh playing some great baseball it's going to be another tough hoe as you get through sec play you looking forward to that yeah, no question about it. It's 10 straight weeks of, you know, almost, you know, regional weekends. Every single team that you're playing is is a, a postseason contender. And, uh, you know, I, I said it last year. I, I think I said it the year before, too. And, and I'll certainly say it this year. I think it's the best the league's ever been. It's the deepest it's ever been. And uh, it, it's just a war every single weekend. So this weekend with Tech, it, it's it's good for us. It kind of gets you ready for what you're getting ready to see in a couple of weeks. And then, you know, with the ACC, they start up next weekend. So I, I think it's good for both teams to get us ready for our conference play. Coach, your next five games in five different venues, uh, the three in the Tech Series, Foley Field, Russ Chandler, and then Cool Ray Field. And then you've got a couple of games with Georgia Southern next week taking on those Eagles. Yeah, it, it's uh, certainly unique. Five games, six days, five different venues. And uh, playing the Tech Series on the weekend, this is the third year that we've done this, and, and I just think it's the right thing to do. You get you know both teams' best pitchers going uh, on a weekend series to get you ready for what you're doing in the conference. And, and then we go and, and we play in North Augusta on Tuesday against Georgia Southern and then head down to Statesboro on Wednesday. It's our spring break, so we can you know kind of get the kids out of, uh, you know, out of Athens and uh, take a little bit of a breath from classes, but uh, it's not going to be easy. That's for sure. Georgia Southern's very good, uh, as always. So five games, five different venues, and it should be a lot of fun. We're talking a lot of pace of play with Major League Baseball and the changes coming down there. What about in college baseball? You know, they put in a 20-second, you know, I call it the shot clock, the 20-second pitch clock, shot clock, that, that kind of gets you, you got to get the baseball, both feet on the dirt, and then the clock starts. I think that's a better pace. If you're going more than 20 seconds in between pitches, you're, you're the human rain delay. You're way too slow. From what I've been watching in, in the big leagues, I mean, the 15 seconds is rushed. And this isn't a game that should be rushed, especially when you got pitchers throwing 100 miles an hour and you're trying to get those guys to rush. I really feel like what we're doing in college baseball, 20 seconds, it just keeps it from going too slow, but it, you shouldn't be rushed as a pitcher or a hitter. So I, I would really like to see Major League Baseball take a step back and just give a little bit of extra time. I'm all for let's not you know take a minute in between pitches, but uh, you know I, I think we can rush it, and that can be a little bit dangerous. What, what's been the average length of your SEC game, say, a year ago? A uh, little bit over three hours. And, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know what the actual number is, but I, I think a little bit over three hours, uh, you know, and again, a lot of that has to do with some of the in-between innings. We've got more commercials now. You're on the SEC network and in-between innings is a big part of that. But uh, I think that you're going to see about 10 minutes shortened off of games overall. And then I think it's a good thing, you know, as, as long as guys aren't just taking forever out there. I think it's a good thing, and, and just speeding it up a little, uh, I think, helps our game. Coach, I'm going to join in with the rest of the people you're bumping into. Coach, take care of Tech now. Got to take, <laughs> got to win this uh, three-game series. We're counting on you. Yeah, absolutely, Buck. We'll, we'll, we'll do our best.
Scott Strickland heading into his 10th season in Athens as the Bulldog head baseball coach. And our next generation fan trip is the March Mania Extravaganza and your shot to win your favorite 680 show. Uh, hang out with your 680 show at Harris Cherokee Casino Resort in Cherokee, North Carolina. One winner and a guest will win a two-night stay at Harris Cherokee Casino and Resort around the golf, plus be our guest at the 680 The Fan March Mania Extravaganza Reception at the Sportsbook inside Harris Cherokee Casino for the first two days of the big tournament. It's coming up fast. To win, visit our social media channels on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at 680thefan.com. you got to be 21. And uh, look forward to seeing you up at Harrods. We'll be there uh, coming up next week, I believe it is, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, not this next week, but the week after, right? Yeah, yeah so for, uh, uh, coming up in the next 10 days, we'll yeah. see you up there. All right, coming back, we'll wrap things up. Got a little uh, Stetson Bennett talk coming up next. Buck Ballou Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. Hey everybody, Buck Ballou here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves. And people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. here on the Buck Baloo Show, 680 and 93.7. A little earth, wind, and fire, always good on a Friday. In fact, good for every day of the week, in my opinion. Congrats to Scott from Canton and Blair from Swanee, our two finalists for the 680 The Fans. Putt for the Porsche contest. Okay, thanks a lot, Buck. Your next chance to get registered is with Nick and Chris coming up. Coming up today. That is the PGA Tour Superstore in Lawrenceville from 11 to 2. So make plans to stop on by, get signed up for your chance to sink a putt and get qualified to win a 2023 Porsche Macan from Hennessy Porsche North Atlanta. Finalists to be guaranteed to win a Breitling Avenger automatic stainless steel watch from Brown and Company Jewelers. And all 16 grand prize qualifiers receive a Mizuno M-Craft putter. And a PGA Tour Superstore gift card. Hey, I could use one of those. But for the Porsche, brought to you by PGA Tour Superstore, Hennessy Porsche, North Atlanta, Brown and Company Jewelers, and Mizuno. Visit 680thefan.com for more information. I got a nugget for you. Mmm, tasty. It's time for the College Football Nugget. Presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. Yeah, he's not a professional yet, so I think this qualifies. Stetson Bennett. A big day for Stetson coming up tomorrow in Indianapolis. NFL quarterback prospects take the field for passing passing drills. And all eyes will be on the Bulldogs' two-time national champion quarterback. Couple of thoughts. Stetson, lay down a 4-5-40 and show off that speed and quickness, brother. You don't see many quarterbacks doing that. And then go spin it. That's right. Go spin it in front of these guys. Show them you can throw it with velocity. 
Show them you can throw it with touch. And show them you can throw it with accuracy, both in and out of the pocket. At that point, basically the hay's in the barn. Screw it. We got two rings, man, you know. Most all of these interviews, I'm assuming, were done earlier in the week, and those have been huge for Stetson Bennett, mainly because of what happened in Dallas a few weeks ago, the knocking on the doors in the middle of the night, overserved at the local bar, apparently. I mean, that's just the way we roll here. So I assume Stetson's had a chance to look these personnel guys in the eye Talk it over with him, which is probably the most important process for him. But I think for Stetson, uh, just go out and do your thing, man. Don't be worried about the, uh, the what you measured in at or weighed in at. Had your chance to uh, show him your personality, your thoughts there in the interviews, and now you get a chance to go out and do what you do. Run fast and throw it all over the field. Pulling for him. Hope it goes well. I'd like to see Stetson uh, end up in a place where he could actually make the team. And projections say he will go somewhere fourth, fifth, sixth round. I heard the locker room talking about it earlier today, about what would be the best fit. You know, for me, it wasn't anything they said, and I've been saying it all along, is I think he would fit with the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, you got Kyler Murray. Undersized quarterback, versatile quarterback, a guy that can move around and drive these defenses crazy. That's exactly what Stetson Bennett does. Same type of skill set. I'm surprised these NFL teams don't do more of this, matching the backup quarterback to the starting quarterback skill set. So you don't have to change up the offense when the first team guy gets injured. Buck, I think he could win the Super Bowl with the 49ers next year. Shock, jock. What makes you say that? Because he's got the ability. He's a winner. Just needs uh, that defense, everybody around him. Maybe not next year. It might take a year or two. But uh, I think they could win in San Francisco with Stetson Bennett at the helm. And Shanahan would have him outside the pocket running around. Running all over the place, distributing the ball to Debo well, and Christian yeah. and all these guys. Well, I hear what you're saying. Shanahan is a great uh, one-two play combination where you have that outside zone the stretch run and then the quarterback bootlegging off of that action which puts him outside the pocket away from the the pass rush visions a little bit better he can certainly throw on the run and outside the pocket off platform so yeah that would be a good fit for him too but i'm not sure they want to go again with a second year quarterback and a rookie quarterback for a team counting on going to the super bowl so that would be the misfit. Yeah, they'd have to bring in a free agent. We don't know how, how long it's going to be for Purdy coming back. He hasn't even been able to have his surgery yet, I believe. If, hopefully that's soon. Yeah, that's a crying shame. He was the last guy drafted a year ago. So wishing Stetson Bennett the very best. Let's get to the final word. Time for the final word. Brought to you by Howard Brothers. Keeping Georgia green since 1955. Final word, we get to see Quinn Snyder again tonight. Hopefully he's going to get his first win as the Atlanta Hawks head coach, hosting uh, Dame Lillard and the Blazers tonight. 7.30 tip down at the farm. And we're three back of the Brooklyn Nets for the sixth seed with 20 games to play. Nets are tanking a little bit. I was just about to say, there might be a better chance they pass the Nets than there is they pass Miami. Yeah, pass the Nets, grab that sixth seed, get out of that play-in nonsense. Hawks sitting there 31 and 31. And I just hope, Quinn Snyder, if, like, the games, if we're down three, final possession of the game, and Bogey is, is having a hot shooting night, get Bogey on the floor, please. And looking for DeJounte Murray to play a little bit better than he did the last time out. So uh, go get them, Hawks. We'll be watching tonight along with that combine. Man, we're excited about March 10th. The Chili Dip Open coming up at Bears Best Atlanta. It's the first big golf tournament of the year, and you missed out if you didn't get signed up. We're full. want to thank some of our great sponsors, Tito's Handmade Vodka, Kroger, Guffey's Menswear of Atlanta since 63. Got my team together. 
680 The Fans Chili Dip Open, benefiting First Team Metro Atlanta. Coming up March the 10th. You'll be hearing more about that. Nick and Chris are coming up next. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thank you, Buck. Okay, thanks a lot, Buck. Hey, everybody, Buck Ballou here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacy's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car-buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. (sighs) Or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing. Or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands. An easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at CampMargaritavilleLanierIslands.com.